Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and women's life coach, where I help women to harness the power of their period and connect back to their true superpowers. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, vaginas, hormones, women's health, sex, confidence, food, femininity, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't seem to have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are too afraid to say, but everyone is thinking. Hello, everybody. This is a not a period-related podcast uh, episode, not a feminine-related episode at all. <laughs> um, I have my beautiful dad here, and we're going to have a conversation after the election that has happened in Australia. And even if you are not interested, I would listen to this just because um, as a young person, I know the majority of us are not very well educated around politics and what actually goes on with the election and whatnot. A lot of us choose not to listen to the news because we're aware of how much um, like changing goes on and how much fear is placed in our mind. However, then we don't really get much education about this. And this election really kind of affects our generation and Mother Earth. So this is my dad, everybody, Oliver Yates. G'day, everybody. It's the first <laughs> time I've done one of these, Monica. It's fun. Um, so, Dad, can you please give us the rundown on what sort of went on yesterday and just how the election, like how it really works when people get in? Because I know that, like, obviously Liberals got in for all of Australia. And, like, how is that then different to, like, the state thing? Like, give us the basics. Well, look, last week, oh, actually yesterday, we had a federal election, which is for the government that looks after... Uh, us in relation to federal matters. Um, obviously, each state has its own parliament and it has state politicians there. So this was a federal election where we choose a new government and the government then goes about um, selecting a new prime minister, for want of a better word. Um, it was a bit of a shock election for most people. The outcome has been a bit of a shock. Um, certainly, all polls and forecasters were not expecting the outcome that's been... Um, that's, that's actually resulted. Uh, so it's um, quite a surprise to most people. And um, I think most people or many people who would be concerned about uh, the state of the planet and uh, climate change would actually feel quite uh, distraught at the outcome today. Yeah, I was crying to my kinesiology appointment because I was so upset. Okay, so um, why was the outcome so different to what we predicted? Well, I guess statistically... Um, it wasn't expected that the Liberal government would actually be able to secure enough seats to remain in. And as we know, it's been the current Liberal government which has uh, done nothing on, on climate change. So every year this government has been in operation in Australia, Australia's emissions have increased. So there's not a single year that they uh, have been in, in government when Australia's emissions, uh, which are the things that we need to worry about in terms of dealing with climate change, haven't actually increased when uh, it is a, an absolute imperative that they decrease and decrease very rapidly uh, if we are to avoid catastrophic climate change. This isn't just serious climate change. We're now talking about catastrophic climate change. Serious climate change is now almost inevitable, which is mass extinctions, loss of the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, that's already... Um, Mostly gone anyway. <laughs> well, that's the current reality that... Um, many of your listeners will be facing mm. and um, now we're talking about a government still doing nothing which um, uh, is basically painting a picture even worse than that which yeah, so I, I can't imagine in? I can't imagine anything worse than that anyway I know so why do they get in when they're gonna do jack shit well 
I guess, unfortunately, um, a lot of it comes around to people voting <clears throat> in accordance with their individual self-interest. Um, so uh, if people only put their own self-interest into perspective, then arguably, you know, half the current generation uh, could do nothing um, on the basis that the next generation will be lumbered with massive problems and they'll be gone. Um, so people were enticed um, or fearful of the Labor government, which was likely to come in because um, the Liberal government ran an effective smear and negative campaign, a very negative campaign against anything that the, Liberal, the Labor government was suggesting. So it was so what a does fear that mean? campaign. They were, they were saying bad things about the Labor government. Yeah, well, the Labor government, unlike most situations, actually tried to be honest and transparent yeah. with people. It put out its policies uh, of what it thought was appropriate. Yeah. Um, and the Liberal government, rather than offering any policies of its own, just went and attacked anything. They seem to do a good job of attacking other parties. Well, that's all they do. They have <laughs> nothing to offer. So they've decided that negative politics is successful. And unfortunately, the outcome here um, would prove that um, negative politics seems to work. So, it, But unfortunately, that's terrible for a country because a country can't move forward if we're going to operate from an environment where negative politics is the only way... Uh, it's just so much can... negativity. Yeah. So so it's actually very disappointing for uh, for everybody. Okay, so how's it going to affect us? So my generation, I'm 22, maybe from like everybody around my age, younger, and maybe up to like their 30s, how is, how is this going to affect us? Well, at the moment, the Liberal government has said that they are going to do nothing in relation to climate change. They're going to continue on with their current policies and those current policies... Uh, will not address climate change in any meaningful way. So what's what's his name? Josh Frydenberg, the, the guy in our electorate. Yeah. So did he, he didn't put anything out, not that he would necessarily act on it because he hasn't in the past, but he didn't put anything out about climate change. Well, they, what they put out was a government policy called a climate solutions package, which is um, not a solution at all. It's a nothing package. And right. he, they put that out before the budget, which is when the government sets yeah. its spending criterias. And to manipulate the budget, actually, Josh decided to defund half of the money that was meant to be in that package, which was designed to try and take some action, but that's not What does defund mean in that package? Take the money out. To do it. what? Well, basically, he said we were going to do X and we have yeah. all this money to do X. And then before the budget came out, and he basically took the money away. So right. you make a big announcement to say, oh, Monica, I'm going to give you, so you know, it's $100 like million dollars to do something. Yeah. And then what you do is you say, three weeks later, you say, well, here's my budget. Oh, yes, well, we couldn't give you the $100 million, Monica. I'm giving you $20 million now. But I don't talk about that because I made a nice big announcement three weeks ago that so I was giving you So basically misleading and deceptive conduct. Um, well, I wouldn't say that's misleading and deceptive conduct. It's just Lying? Par, par for course. Um, no. That's not that's 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 mild in comparison to what we've seen during this election campaign. Right. So, what are some of the things that we've seen? Well, the oh, I want to quickly preface everybody. The reason why Dad is like was such an important candidate to to do this and to win was because he is very like he's the expert in climate change and, and renewables, and he's got a background in both that and also the economy stuff. I mean, you can give a quick explanation of that. <laughs> no. I'm not very good with this stuff. <laughs> Now, why why, why now. were you the best in terms of making an impact on this? And then we'll jump back to the what was really going on with this election. Sure. So my background is I'm a finance person. Um, so I've been in banking all of my life, international banking. Um, and for the last, I don't know, 15 wow. years, uh, I've been involved in financing 
uh, in the renewable energy space. Yeah. And for the last you know five years, I guess I was I was the CEO of Australia's Green Bank. So they have a green bank in Australia with ten billion dollars in it, uh, which I started and I ran on behalf of the government as the CEO, uh, where we made all, lots and lots of investments in renewables. Yeah. Um, I'm also on the board of was on the board of Climate Works Australia, which actually helps you forecast the type of carbon pathway you need or the carbon reduction amount. Mm. So when I talk about carbon pathways, if there are any words that yeah. I talk about that you don't understand, you so need what's to jump. I know, what's carbon pathways? Well, if you're trying to go from an economy which has is burning so much carbon or emitting so much carbon yeah. to another place where you're yeah. emitting a lot less, yeah. you need a road to get it, yeah. so to get it from one place to another, and that's mm. called a carbon pathway. Okay. Is how do I get from one part... A to B. A to B, yeah. from a high emissions economy to a low emissions economy, okay. I need a path to go and do it. Uh, so that was a group that actually looked at how you actually found a pathway to get from A to B mm-hmm. as cheaply as possible because, okay. you know, people want to actually reduce emissions and they want to do it as cheaply as possible, which And is also, fine. like I was saying to some people yesterday when we were doing the polls of like, we want to be playing, I mean, our, I think our generation's a bit better in, at this, but like we want to be playing the long, long-term game, right? And so it's like, even though, in my eyes, even though we might have to pay a little bit more for the... Um, renewables now if that's the case in the long term we'll be paying nothing for them or what was the last bill on this house like you oh, ours is generally about $30 a month for electricity yeah so like nothing it was one point where it was less than a coffee it was like something yeah. it was like a dollar something or other it was low because we got 15 kilowatts of solar on the roof yeah so if we all had that we could well, anyway back to thank you for explaining that dad back to um what was really going on behind the scenes with some of the stuff that was happening this election yeah well I guess the question is, is when a government's running a negative campaign, what they do is they try and criticise mm. um, anything that anybody has done or is doing or has done in their past. So um, to be able to do that, they come up with a whole bundle of claims. Um, and most of those claims were either misleading or misleading yeah. claims about, you know, it's all going to be damaging, it's all going to be bad, or you've done this or you've done that. Um, and they dress them up, which is the reason why they look deceptive. Mm. And so they either make you look bad or they make uh, your suggested policies look bad yeah. in a way which is designed to deceive the voter. Now, you'd think, you know, in the commercial world, you all know if you're in business that you can be sued if you sell a product uh, and, it, and you are misleading and deceptive. Yes, yeah, misleading and relate- deceptive conduct. It's that's right. law. <laughs> that, that's right. But in politics... It doesn't uh, apply. Uh, well, actually, in politics, it absolutely doesn't apply. And what's more, the Liberal government, when they were questioned on this, their lawyers came back to us and said, oh, by the way, we expressly assert our right to be misleading and deceptive. How is that even, like, humanly allowed? Like They chose, they chose, like, they chose the to make it allowed. Who the fuck are these humans? They chose to make that allowed. They, they, um, there was a, um, uh, a, an issue last election campaign where someone sent a text around saying the government was going to cut back our... Our healthcare system, yeah. an email kind of, I mean, a, an SMS text, yeah. which was called the MediScare, and the government brought in, um, tried, was going to bring in rules to address that. The way they chose to address that was actually in a way which still allowed them to be misleading and deceptive. So they knew that there was a problem with this issue of being totally misleading and deceptive, and they chose to draft the legislation in a, in a way which would enable them to be misleading and deceptive before the election. So. I'm a, I'm surprised. I'm genuinely surprised. How do these people fucking sleep at night? Well, I'm genuinely <laughs> surprised because I didn't believe that there was any uh, expressed view that one would undertake activities that are misleading yeah. and deceptive. They've come. They've they've said that yes, there is. You can be misleading and deceptive, and uh, and we're all good with that. The problem that they've got is I've been looking into it a little bit more. There's a ministerial code of conduct for their staff. Their staff are the ones 
who are actually going out and talking about this as well, uh, when they know it is misleading and deceptive, I don't know how they can possibly have... These are taxpayer-funded staff. So they are paid my for by money us, is your paying money for people for to, to be actively to be dickheads. To be, act, to be actively misleading and deceiving. Wow. The people who are paying them. So this gets really quite All ugly All the volunteers yesterday were also paid. Sorry, not volunteers, and they would have been employees. Uh, well, some of them were paid because they were volunteers who were paid, but there are other members of the staff that we were dealing with. The, yeah. uh, the per challenger we were dealing with has 37 staff in his office, and some of those are undertaking activities which are unbecoming of any person who is in the public service. So I think the Public Service Commission, which is the body that's meant yeah. to be regulating how people we pay for to yeah. operate for the government should operate, uh, should be um, reviewing all of this. Actually, it should and, not and, be allowed. Why, it's not why, fair. Exactly. Why we are paying as taxpayers for staff to mislead and deceive. I know. The very I would like my taxes to go them. to the environment. Thank you very much. Oh, you know. <laughs> so so I'm surprised. I was I'm genuinely surprised. So there's. And that's where I think this whole comment about the, the name of the, the podcast has come yeah, from. Yeah, Dad, I, I said to Dad this morning, we were like, after we were having a little debrief after yesterday, and I said, Dad, you just had a podcast, because as you guys would already have seen or heard, he's such a good speaker. So his podcast is going to be called um, Tip of the Iceberg, and then the slogan is um, uh, what's going on, what's really going on beneath the surface. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think the issue is, is that, um, you know, I think I know quite a lot, and I've been around a lot, but... Um, when you go into different areas, you can find that you're in very alien territory. Alien territory, which I've never seen it. So I've never seen the conduct that I saw from these people in my business career over 30 years. Uh, I had, uh, on the election campaign yeah. yesterday, two members of uh, ministerial staff uh, following me and harassing me during the day, following me from polling station to polling station, harassing me, and even I've asked them to desist they would continue to follow you from polling station and as you walked around, follow you and continue to mouth off things which were clearly misleading and deceptive. Were they the two girls that were then were saying the, bad things about me? They the two girls, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Two, it's fun, it's fun. And, oh. then, and, you know, I asked the relevant minister and, and whether, like, they would, uh, yeah. whether he would kindly ask his staff to stop this harassment and he said, no. Nah. So they were, they he, were ruthless. They were girls my age, yeah. ruthless and horrible. I don't know how... Those girls sleep at night. How they sleep at night? Because well, unfortunately, they were this is what we're training. I think the Liberal Party has made a decision that they want to train people to be like this. We're seeing other. It's like a cult or something ridiculous. That's right. It, it, They're brainwashing these it, people. It is. It does look like a cult. This is uh, a scary phenomena, to be honest. I have never seen such poor conduct from people, let alone condoned conduct, in my whole business career. It's so I'm shocked. I'm shocked by what I've seen over this campaign. I, I really am. So what's it then going to look like? Like, is there any way that we can try and interrupt this? Like, is there any way that we can do something? Well, it's like any organisation, um, Monica. Um, people operate in an organisation based upon what the leader of the organisation or the, 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 um, the tone that is set by the organisation itself. So obviously... The Liberal Party feel that this type of conduct of being misleading and deceptive right up to the top, which ultimately, ultimately becomes the Prime Minister because he's the head of the Liberal Party, mm -hmm. he obviously must condone misleading and deceptive conduct and he must condone ministerial staff of the Liberal Party using tax, who are taxpayer-funded harassing uh, uh, candidates during an election campaign. Uh, if he doesn't, then he should address it. But the tone of the Liberal Party and the way they're bringing up 
um, potentially future members of parliament who are coming through their ranks, if they're training them and they're setting them on sick dog exercises, you know, Ridiculous. like you're a nice groupie, what I'm going to do is, you know, for your learning exercise, you are going to go and harass somebody Seriously. for the whole day. Guys, they even harassed Peanut. Nobody... <laughs> don't harass a dog. Come on, my God. <laughs> they did. They were, they, no, you know what they were saying? They're like, that, that's animal cruelty. She's locked in a cage. And I was like, actually, she's a princess, but whatever. Yeah, Ugh. well, I think that's a bit over the top, but anyway. <laughs> so, with the um, stuff about Queensland then, what was happening there? They they what? Apparently, they were the ones that stuffed it up or something or other with Liberal? Oh, so the, the reason why the, the Liberal Party may have got in is because of the election results in seats in Queensland. So we have, you know, obviously different states. Queensland yeah. is one of our states. Uh, that state uh, produced a very unfavourable result for the Labor government, um, enabling um, more seats to be retained by the Liberal Party, if not gained or retained by the Liberal Party than what was um, than what was expected. So why didn't they vote differently? That's probably two reasons, um, and it's really important. Again, we get around to the tip of the iceberg. One is obviously um, the heavy cold states. So, in other words, they were, you know, influenced by the coal argument that, you know, Liberal Party argues that coal is good for humanity, whether you believe it or Wait, not. Wait, how? That's that's what they argue. <laughs> I don't understand. Josh Frydenberg like, said ten like, times on the Great Barrier Reef. How can they not want to keep that or keep what's left of it around? Um. It's extraordinary, but... Um, That's how they've been brainwashed, basically. No, no. If you look, there's a very good program by Michael West, if anyone mm -hmm. wants to look at it. It explains the linkages between uh, coal barons, which are people who own these large coal fossil fuel resources, um, the government, and effectively the large newspaper groups up there. So in that area um, of Australia, um, our media laws... Well, this is, again, the Liberal government changed our media laws which meant that you could end up with whole areas of our country where there is only one proprietor of newspapers. So in other words, there's only one person or one one type of newspaper. Like there's only the Australian or only the that's Herald right. Sun That's right. That's it. Okay. That's it. Um, and having that amount and of power enables... And someone is going to pay someone. Well, no, but it enables you to actually constantly keep putting out a, you know, propaganda or one view. Right. That coal yeah. is good for humanity. The coal is I don't, but I don't understand how anyone logically, like we're all about common sense here with when I'm talking about my stuff. How can anybody with in their right mind go, oh, that makes sense. Coal is good. Well, Marco, I think you've got to realise from their position, these are real individuals who are fearful for what their future holds. They look around and they don't see alternative employment for them. They see that industry as the only industry which they can be employed. Um, and if you don't have a government that wants to show them or provide any leadership or, or as to what awaits them in a clean energy future or an energy transition future, but actually is in bed with the coal lobby, which actually wants to continue to dwell, dwell on those fears, because if you can keep that population fearful and they'll continue to vote for you to protect their precious act, coal. People, people do whatever they want in fear. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Then, then you won't get anywhere. And the Liberal Party has provided no alternatives to those people, knowing full well that if they ensure that people cannot see any oh alternatives, God. then they will continue to be fearful for their future and then they'll continue to vote for them. But it's a terrible position because it's bad for the environment, one, but ultimately coal is going to go and these people are going to be left stranded. And rather than have a a transition that occurs over a longer period, which is easy for, easier for people to adjust to, 
and build new businesses and, and, and find new careers, they're going to find this transition will be more abrupt. Now, they'll think that currently for the next three years under this uh, government that's now got back in, oh, they may be okay for the next three years, but it's just going to mean the change is going to get more abrupt later. It's not going. It's not as if this issue is going to go away. There is magic, no magic solution to the fact that we cannot um, scientifically continue to be using coal. Okay, so what? So the liberals in for three years. Yep. So that's fucked. Another three years. One, and then is there any way that we can? <laughs> is there any way that we can make them leave before the three years? Well, look, they haven't finished counting all of the seats yet. So there are still some okay. seats in doubt. Um, it could well be that the Everybody government... Everybody let's manifest. <laughs> yeah, it could well be um, that the government doesn't have a controlling majority. Okay. Uh, and they have to rely on the crossbench or the independents. Okay. Um, and that's the reason why, again, independents will become critically important there. Yeah. And we have a number of independents who are saying they are not going to let the government welch on its climate yeah. change uh, obligations. Um, but... I don't know whether they're going to be enough to actually stop inaction because this is what this government wants. The government wants inaction because it enables people to continue to make a bucket load of money out of burning fossil fuels. Fuck. So is there anything that, as in me and our listeners and just general society, can do right now? Like, is there any way that we can, like, have enough of people signing a petition to kick them out or something? Basically, we need you running the countries. So like, what can we do? Look, I think we need to let oh, the polls. Hey, yeah, I think we need to let 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 um, the results feed their way through. Today yeah. is only the day after the election. I think yeah. people are all um, genuinely um, surprised about. I've had so many Instagram messages just so, being distraught. So surprised about this result. Um, I think it's a terrible result for our country. Mm. Um, but you know, you never know. Um, one's never sure whether Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister who says he believes in miracles, will actually produce a miracle and suddenly turn this around. But he will be fighting an incredibly embedded and entrenched force within the Liberal Party um, that Michael, that Malcolm Turnbull couldn't over, overcome. Um, so wait, is, is Scott, Scott whatever, Morrison, is he good or bad? Um... The answer is, is it wouldn't say that we are... Uh, we, is he for climate change or against climate change? Not uh, that I'm like anybody can be against well, climate change, but... but, but for climate change, they don't appear... They look they look from where they are as if they're going to continue to take no action. Right, right. okay. But, you know, you never know. He's a man of faith. He might go to church, so if you want to... Yeah. You may want to kind of give God a petition <laughs> yeah. and, and tell him to uh, send, send, send him a message... <laughs> And uh, if we couldn't do it through the ballot box, maybe it can come maybe through. Maybe one day he'll just have, like, a dream one night right. and then just That's change. That's right. Maybe, maybe he'll, he'll get a message through another uh, another medium and we've been all... Um, yeah. We've been all, we've been all fighting at the ballot box, whereas we should have been, um, we should have been going to church instead. But yeah. whatever works, um, we need something to work here uh, and we need something to work quickly. And uh, I think a lot of us are afraid um, that it's not. And if it's not going to work, then, you know... You get to the stage where we'll head into questions of people undertaking acts of civil disobedience, which what that, what does mean, that mean basically means people actually taking action into their own hands, where they actually um, uh, disobey laws on the basis that they don't believe those laws are, fair. are, are, are safe laws. Okay, right. Gosh. And um, 
and you know that's not what we've had. Much. No, that's that's a bit scary. We don't want people doing that either. No, or like hurting themselves or hurting anybody else. That's right. Um, okay, so quick last thing: um, asylum seekers. Somebody sent me a message saying, "Can you explain what's going to happen with our asylum seekers now that we are in this mess?" Um, well, I, yeah, so whilst we may seekers. be devastated, well, whilst we may be devastated here, I think the asylum seekers sitting on Manus and Nauru Island would be feeling even worse. They have been in an effective um, prison for over eight years um, for wanting nothing more than a better life, and they got caught in a change in rules. In essence, the rules changed eight years ago. Um, it wasn't really rules, but effectively a door was slammed eight years ago. They got caught in the slamming of that door and the governments have used them as advertising symbols to try and prevent other people from trying to come to Australia by boat. That's disgusting. So, so when I was driving this morning, I was just thinking about this and I was like, we still live in, incre in an incredible country. We're very fortunate, right? And I was just thinking... I could not imagine the fear that these people have to live in. Well, Monica, for eight years they had, they had nowhere, and and they and they, like rather there's, than there's their a, old country, like no wonder they flee. I know, I know, but but regardless, they're, they're caught in a limbo land where they don't know. Which is horrible. They don't know where they're going, and uh, it's so they're it's even causing, worse off. It's causing that we're actually um, hurting them. We are we are mentally damaged. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We have mentally damaged them. Um, and the government is again taking no steps to deal with the situation. Um, you know, both of the, these issues are immoral. Mm. And you know, if Scott Morrison again is going to that um, his famous place of the church, uh, um, <laughs> don't know what church he's going to. <laughs> well, no, no, you know, man of faith. Then he should realise the moral dilemma that there is here with this, and there should be no dilemma. Uh, what's going on with? Uh, the people who are stuck on Manus and Nauru still after um, eight years in nowhere uh, land um, is flagrantly uh, immoral and wrong. So what were you going to have done if you got that seat in Kuyong? Well, it, most importantly, we would have actually worked to put together a proper program which then became investable for business over the long term, provided a plan and a pathway on which we can reduce emissions. What business yeah. wants is certainty. Yeah. Business would have been happy with the Labor government because it would have locked in certainty. Okay. This government, even now the Liberal government, is at war in itself within the Liberal Party. Okay. And general rule is if you're not if you can't govern your own party, you're not in a position to govern the country. So yeah. so we've now put in place a government that doesn't want to act on climate change. It doesn't want to set proper emissions targets and a pathway so business can invest with certainty. Um, the government is at war within itself between its factions, and that was very evident before the election. What are factions? Factions, so basically within a party, you tend to have different little groupings, little clubs. Oh, little cliques, like little school cliques. Like school, yeah, yard. Like school cliques. Ah, uh, the popular kids, the yeah. bullies, the, yeah, that's right, that's the right. nerds. Got that's it, right. right, okay. Except, you know, these guys are all, these guys are unfortunate. So they kind of do act like children, though, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're at war with themselves. They're kind of putting on a brave face to saying Scott Morrison will somehow unify them. Yeah. You know, again, if he can, great. I mean, you know, you've got to look at this from a positive side. I'm trying to be positive about the outcome, um, but there's a lot of weight on on the Prime Minister's shoulders um, to do something. Uh, if he fails, um, well, look, he just can't. He can't fail. Uh, he needs to fix. He needs to fix this problem, and he needs to 
stand up to the influence of fossil fuels. He needs to address the uh, asylum seeker issue mm. um, and he needs to put in place a more progressive and broad church uh, Liberal Party or, uh, or otherwise uh, this is going to be another mess for another three years. All right. Okay. So last little thing then, what are some things that we can do either to help make some change in Australia and also, or whatever, to um, help our environment? We all know like, yep, do reusable cups, paper straws, blah, blah, blah. That's all great. What are some actual things that we can really start doing? Well, for most people, it depends if you're young. I mean, obviously, transport is a, a big use. Using mm -hmm. public transport is a is a main sector. A lot of people talk about changing their diet a little bit. You yeah. Know, trying to have a little bit less meat. Yeah. Um, but um, most of the problem with this is is electricity, energy consumption, yeah. and the combustion of coal mm -hmm. in old power stations. Um, you know, if you have an electricity bill. You should be making sure that the electricity is 100% renewable power yeah. and not dirty power and yeah. talking to your retailer about trying to get a deal so that the energy you're using in your flat or apartment or at home um, is green energy rather than anything else. Oh, so you can ask your energy provider? Yeah, um, to, to allocate, make sure that the energy you're using comes from renewable energy resources. Oh, that's amazing. Only. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Okay, cool. That's something we can all be doing then. Easy. Yeah. That's great. And, okay. And if you, and if I mean, I'd be interested if people find that there's a massive cost difference, I would be surprised. Okay. At the moment. Yeah. The cost difference should be marginal. Yeah. Um, but it's something they should be demanding. Yeah. They should because then, in essence, when they know they're at home and they're turning their you know air conditioner on, they know they're not hurting on, the environment. Then yeah, arguably they're not hurting the environment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, and like, what about cars? Are cars like I know cars are really bad for the environment, obviously, but are they the main problem? No. So what's the main problem is the coal, not no, the cars. Exactly. Right. So what do you do with this whole thing? Oh, I want to quickly ask you, and then we'll ask you about the Tesla. Yeah. You mentioned, yeah, no, no, no. But so thing. what you need to understand is you need to go from the high emission activities. First. First. Okay. Yeah, particularly if you've got an, an economic alternative for them quickly. What's that? Economic alternative? So in other words, burning coal or using renewables. Renewables yeah. is cheaper than uh, burning coal. So you okay. should be moving to renewables as quickly as possible. It's cheaper right? and better for the environment. That's right. Right. But, but liberals don't like it. Okay. No, well, the answer is is the people who own the existing power stations oh. don't like it because you're actually threatening their power stations. Are they the ones that also give the big donations? Ah, correct. Right. You're starting to get the, you're starting to get the gist yeah, here. Yes, so basically yeah, I don't people want policy, pay yeah, other that's people. Right. I don't want policies <laughs> put in place or you to encourage activity which means the product that I'm delivering, which yeah. is dirty power, right. is not wanted anymore because I can only produce dirty power and that'll affect my back pocket. Yeah. So I want to give you a bit of money in your pocket so you will do nothing to affect So that. fucked up. Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't know how these people sleep. Okay. Um, so let's all change our energy provider to like the, not energy provider, but ask our energy provider to change to green energy. Yeah. Okay, and then are there any other ways that we can be using green energy, buying green energy? You, you know what I mean. Well, as I mentioned, you can ask your existing retailer or there are some retailers that well, are... Retailer, uh, like shopping the per, the per, retail? Yeah, the, yeah, so the person who sells you your electricity, who provides oh, you so your electricity not bill. No, <laughs> no um, there are a couple of electricity retailers which only produce renewable energy, which, for example, Tasmanian Hydro okay. uh, has a retailer. 
And I Do you have to be in Tasmania to use no, that? No, okay. I've got a retailer here. Tasmanian Hydro. And they'll provide you with all renewable energy because that's all they sell. Amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much, Dad, for clearing some stuff up. Everybody, Dad's going to have his own podcast, which is he's going to basically be talking about these things, but in a less of a crazy jargon way well i'll so try we, i'll try he'll try okay if you do it with me then we'll try yeah we're gonna you, try and do some episodes together yeah. so that i can be asking the quote-unquote dumb one girl questions <laughs> yes. that we don't understand because you know one of the things that that i found quite striking is that talking to so many people over the last three months obviously campaigning yeah. um is how real little depth of knowledge people mm. have about our political process and how much misinformation they're exposed to. And, oh, correct. And they don't really have a normal network to ask questions in. No, and it's, it's all quite, very confusing. That's right. And it shouldn't be confusing. And maybe through this podcast, I'm very happy to get yeah. questions and try and explain them. So I'm, can I can be kind of like your boring dad if you want. <laughs> want. You know, I'm not around a dinner it's table. With dad. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But I can try and answer your questions for you that come yeah. through. Um and you don't need to be shy about ans- asking them. So, um, everybody, I'll pop Dad's links um, in the description so you can follow him on Instagram because I'm going to teach him how to, like, put up the question thingy like I do in my Instagram stories. So when he does different podcast episodes, he can answer your um, basic questions so that you can start to understand some stuff because I know that we don't like watching the news because it's just a lot of fear. However, we still want to be living in a healthy society and right now it's when it needs some TLC so hopefully you got lots out of today's podcast and I'll talk to you all soon thank you so much bye well thank you again for tuning in and listening to my podcast I hope that you got lots of nuggets out of today's show uh please 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 I would be really grateful if you could leave me a review so that more women can find the podcast and therefore I can help more women understand their period and fix their period problems because after all, it's a much nicer life to live when we actually love our cycle because we do have to um, keep up with it every single month. Also, if you have any friends or loved ones that you think can join my podcast, I'd be super grateful if you could send it to them as well just to share the love. And that's it for now. So I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.